Welcome to Harbor for the Arts, you guys. I'm your host, opera singer Brie Cooper. As you know, I am more than just an opera singer. I am also an entrepreneur. I have an MBA. I have sung around the world. I am a recording artist, an author. I'm all of it. I am all of it and I'm here for it. Thank you so much for joining us today on this week's episode of Harbor for the Arts, where the performing and creative arts meet lifestyle. And uh, I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a great week. Um, There's so much that's going on. Remember that if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that in two places, Harbor for the Art, H-A-R-B-O-U-R, for the arts, as well as Brie Cooper, mezzo-soprano, on all platforms. I'm not on Twitter too much. Go listen to a previous podcast. I'm just not into Twitter as much. I, I just I just don't like it. I feel like everybody's always in a bad mood. So I just don't bother with it. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram mostly, um, my Facebook page, but... I'm not into Facebook either. <laughs> so most of my audience is really on um is really on uh Instagram or TikTok. So I am on TikTok as well, um Brie Cooper Mezzo Soprano. And also don't forget to take a listen to my Spotify. I'm a verified artist on Spotify, um Brie Cooper. It might be listed under Brie Cooper Mezzo Soprano. And if you come across Bridget Cooper Anderson, yes, that was my name a lifetime ago when I was married. But anyway, we can't reconcile the account. So it's all under Brie Cooper right now as a verified artist. But I, like I said, I hope you're having an amazing, amazing week. As for me, I think my week is going okay. I can't really complain too much. I mean, I could complain, but where does that get you? That gets you nowhere. Okay. So you guys, like I said, I hope you're having a really great week. Let's let's jump into some of the things that are going on and then we'll jump into the main topic for this week. Um, so let's start with some some opera hot topics, you guys. As I mentioned in the last podcast, Anna Netrebko, regarding where she is supporting Ukraine and Russia, the fact that so many opera companies have decided to disassociate themselves from her and other Russian artists, you know, whether you agree with it or not agree with, agree with it, you know, that's your prerogative. But I will say this, I think Peter Gelb from the Metropolitan Opera is on the right track with why he has decided that it is not going to work for them this season, possibly next season. Due to Nitrepko's, um affiliation, public support of the Russian president. I thought it was very, very interesting why they decided to take this stance. And I think it's really important for people to, to understand. He mentions that for two decades, uh, Nitrepko had been more or less the face of the Met. It's reigning diva who had been given so many of the really great opportunities and premieres and and she's still very prestigious today, um, as well as participating in a lot of the HD uh, broadcasts to cinema that's around the world. Now, Gelb said it was a painful decision, but it was an obvious one. When he arrived at the Met, Netrebko was just getting launched, and he immediately saw that she was someone whose career the Met could literally hang its hat on, and vice versa. He provided her with enormous range of roles and opportunities that opera singers are measured by. And I think that's really important because Gelb decided that, you know, hey, here's this person. And of course, we all know who 
Netreka. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's a great singer. And she has a certain je ne sais quoi, um, uh, so, which attracts a lot of people. And plus, you know, you have to think about the management, the this, the that, the inner workings that people and other singers forget that a lot of these singers have that sometimes other singers just don't. And that is one of the reasons outside of their own talent why they get a little further in their careers than other singers. So sometimes if you don't have the right management or somebody behind the scenes, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> opportunities don't come your way that often or to that extent. But she put herself out there. He wanted her to basically have the opportunity to disown the president of Russia, but she put herself in that impossible position because she had been so public about her support of him. Even Gelb hadn't made the decision on moral grounds. It was more of a practical level. There was no way he could see her performing because she was so attached to the Russian president. The other thing is you forget that sometimes the audiences wouldn't allow it. I really appreciate her statement about why she felt like one she was going to step away i thought it was a very wise move this is who i support that's fine um she basically is like i'm not gonna go against him she felt for the people of the ukraine and it's heartbreaking so it's very difficult decision for her as well you know he gelb was hoping that she would say something um and she couldn't really she was in a tough spot she couldn't publicly denounce him. She couldn't publicly say, oh, no, I totally don't agree with the Russian president. I, I don't agree with it because she had been, you know, in his corner and a great supporter and he a great supporter of hers, I'm sure. You know, he wanted to basically give her an opportunity to make the decision to show support and anyone that sang with the Met or singing with the Met, they pretty much know where they stand. Gelb is, is very careful, careful to point to the specifics of Netrepko's case. And he says in this article, she took a public stance over a period of years. Most Russian artists, including other singers who perform at the Met, have not taken any public political position. Their private positions are theirs. It is their, it's theirs to keep private. I have no problem with that. We are not asking them to fill out questionnaires or for their loyalty to the Met or to the West. We're doing none of that and nor do I think it's appropriate. What's happening is that instead of opera companies saying, we don't want to deal with this singer because they're from Russia. Like you have opera companies and arts companies that are literally just throwing their away their relationships with singers who are Russian which that is completely different. The Met has said, we can't support singers who have publicly supported this president. Gelb has made it clear that he is canceling, he's canceling the Russian president, uh, Putin, not Pushkin. So I, I thought that was very clever um, on his part to say that. Hopefully model what it means to stand up for something you believe in, but still making a very clear line as far as why you are making the stand and kind of what you expect, uh, what your expectations are.
So they're not saying that, you know, you can't believe in anything. They're basically saying, you know, look, we're going to draw, draw the line in the sand here. They still have plenty of Russians on their roster. They still have plenty of Russians who sing for them. So, you know, and it wasn't only Netrebko. It was also their relationship with the Bolshoi Ballet as well um, because of their, you know, public support of the Russian president. So they had to, to terminate those relationships as well. They kept a lot too. So I just think that that's a really important lesson for everyone to learn. And, and I just want to keep you guys in the loop with what's going on in the world of opera. And some good news, actually. <laughs> some good news for the fine folks in Portland. So, you know, we have Portland Opera, right? Or there's Portland. I'm, I don't say we. I say we because I'm an opera singer. I don't live in Portland. Christopher Maliano, who was Portland Opera's general director from 2003 all the way to 2019, he has announced the creation of a new opera company in Portland, Orpheus PDX which is pretty cool because I think it'll fill that void with um, mainstream operas. He has a great relationship with Portland Opera and he literally is not taking anything away from them, but it's kind of to complement what Portland Opera is doing, but really, really doing more outreach, more experimental opera, um, more opera that people can access throughout the year, not just during an opera season. So I think that's really exciting. And I am so here for it. I'm so here for it. He says he loves opera and he especially loves Portland. He looks forward to adding to the cultural vitality of Portland. The first two productions will be Monteverdi's uh, Orfeo and also Philip Glass's The Fall of the House of Usher. The Glass Opera is actually based on a short story by Edgar Allan Poe. The performances of both operas will be held in August. Kudos to him. I hope people come out of their shell about supporting different opera companies and different operas and just understanding that really it's it's for everyone. It really is. Opera is for everyone. And if you've ever read through a libretto of an opera, it's a lot. It's actually a lot of fun. And you should use your art, especially now in the climate that we live to, to give a space where people feel safe, where they feel that they can listen to music, where they feel that they can express themselves through the arts. And that is so important and so needed right now. Speaking of which, uh, you know, when we talk about feeling supported, we're also talking about uh, mental health. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I want to read you guys a quote well, y'all know I love uh, Mrs. Uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel. I just, <laughs> I just love that show. It's like one of my favorite shows. There was a quote: "Why do women have to pretend to be something that they're not? Why do we have to pretend to be stupid when we're not? Why do we have to pretend to be helpless when we're not helpless? Why do we have to pretend to be sorry when we have nothing to be sorry about? Why do we have to pretend we're not hungry?" when we're hungry. For, in my case, I replace the word women with performing artists because we see this a lot. Why do performing artists have to pretend to be something that we're not? I.e. Instagram, TikTok, social media. So many artists are out here like trying to be something they're not. 
why do, and I mean, it's basically to, to draw attention to yourself and to get people to notice you and all of that stuff. But why do we have to pretend to be stupid when we're not stupid? You know, sometimes we have to play the game too. We have to be like, play clueless a lot. <laughs> why do we have to pretend to be helpless when we're not helpless? Why do we, why do we have to pretend to be sorry when there's nothing to be sorry about? Why do we have to pretend we're hungry? We're, we're not hungry when we are hungry. And, you know, you could use it literally or figuratively. Why do you have to pretend that you're hungry like opera singers, at least us, me? You know, just always watching our weight. You know, you got to act like, oh, I'm not hungry. But really you are. Maybe you have to act aloof and act like you don't want the job when really you do. Really, you're that hungry. You're hungry for success. It brought me to thinking about mental health in opera and how at some point in your career, in your performing arts career, <laughs> you might crack. <laughs> and I mean, literally what we saw on the stage at the at the Oscars when Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. I just, I don't know if it's it was a publicity stunt or what. I think it was real. It just got me to thinking like, oh my gosh, this person has cracked. And I think we all go through that in our performing arts careers. I, I know I did. I remember. I remember when it happened. I remember what I was doing. I remember when I just not not snapped, like got physical or, or violent or anything like that. But mentally, I just like, I don't know what happened, but it just, it was one of those things. And then as I hear talk, people talk about more about mental health and I was listening to another podcast the other night, it was so true. People in the performing arts, we're going to crack at some point. And if you haven't, you might. And if you think about it, it's because we're running around pretending to be st people or a person, a character that really we're not on the outside. And if you guys have done any serious, serious acting, there were several times when you just pick up these habits from these characters that you live with and bring to life for months or maybe years in some cases. And some of the habits and characteristics might not be great, but you pick them up and you start carrying them around and you don't even realize you're, you're acting like this character. And it's the strangest thing. And so that's why it's really important to take a break. You take a big break after you have lived with a role for a while, take as long as you possibly can to just kind of get back into yourself. It is a really hard thing to do. You have to also be prepared for it. You have to know how to treat yourself. You have to know the warning signs of uh, like a mental, not even breakdown, but just what I call a crack in the foundation. <laughs> Like you just, you just have to know, hey, I'm, I'm going to go talk to somebody because I see I am not doing something the right way and I just need to go talk to someone. That's what we all have to get used to doing. That's what we all have to normalize. And you have to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You have to know who you are so well, like this is out of character for me. You know, exactly like what Will Smith did. I mean, it was out of character for him. I thought it was awful. But at the same time, what did you hear him do? He took accountability for his part his actions. And it's just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm checking out. I'm going to go to a rehab facility or whatever they call it, a de-stress center or something like that. And just deal with me, you know, get some psychological help, whatever it is. And we don't know him. We don't know what's happening in his life personally, but 
I'm telling you, we all go through this as performing artists. And plus, we have to carry this character around. We have stuff that's happening in our private lives. And then you have to get out and you have to perform. Uh, I remember several times just doing an opera and you're, or even either on Broadway, even you have so much going on in your personal life that's maybe not so positive. And then you have to get out and perform. You have to leave it all out there on the stage. But if you're not careful, you're going to keep <laughs> digging for that water to perform night after night after night. And you just get that well. You go get, go take your bucket and get that well. Yep, there's some more water. There's some more water. Okay, there's some more water. Enough for you to leave it on the stage. And then guess what? The well is going to run dry. And there you are at the bottom of the well. And you can't pull yourself out. Think about that. Sit with it. Think about ways that if you're a performing artist, if you're in the middle of a role, think about ways that you're kind of carrying these little habits over into your personal life. Is it seeping over into your personal life? Think about taking time to yourself. I know we just came out of a pandemic for the most part. Think about the lessons you learned when you had to stop and take some time to yourself. Really get to know yourself. Do the same thing. Take a day if you can afford to take a day off. If you're going for the next job, take a week off and then go schedule yourself for the next job. At least give yourself a week. You know, all of us don't have the luxury to take months off or a month vacation or chill out or something like that. But what you can do is take some time back. Take some time back throughout the day, maybe an hour, maybe two hours, maybe take a nap. Um, those are things that I think I hope that we have all started to implement since the pandemic and how important it is as performing artists because we leave so much of it out there for the audience to just take. And that is our job and we are glad to do it. But you have to remember that the well will run dry at some point and you always want to keep replenishing it. Keep replenishing it. Keep replenishing yourself, your soul, your whatever makes you feel good. Because, you know, every day doesn't bring us the warm fuzzies. We can help ourselves and we can be a better performer for other people when we take that time. You know, how much is your mental health breakdown going to cost you? You know, is it more important up front to be like, you know what? I'm going to take an hour. I'm going to take two hours. I'm going to take the day today. Yeah, maybe you'll miss some money. But is it going to be less money than down the road having to take six months off and medical bills and prescription bills and all of that because you are breaking down physically, mentally, everything. Take that time. Today, promise me that you're going to do that. Tell me how you take time to yourself. I want to hear about it. Please email me. You can email me at harborforthearts at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Brie Cooper Mezzo Soprano, or Harbor for the Arts on Instagram, H-A-R-B-O-U-R for the Arts. And of course, Facebook, which I said I'm not on that much. <laughs> and then there's Twitter, which I said I'm not on that much. Um, but go listen to my music. I have a playlist on Spotify, Harbor for the Arts, for for all of you performing and creative artists, you know, I wanted this spot to just be a place where you can escape for uh, a, a couple minutes or hopefully the entirety of this episode. Take some time out, grab a cup of coffee and just think and 
and get back to work. Um, recharge your batteries and I hope you're having a really, really great day. And I hope wherever you are in the week, I hope it has been amazing. Have a really, really great rest of the week. Okay, bye guys.